Hey, on this 12-18-2022, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett, and I believe you connected to this because you're ready for our Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. Ah, my friends, if you're listening to this when it's released, then it's Sunday afternoon. I know you are settling down into your football. Well, I'm, let me start with this. I had this dream this morning. Actually, I was excited and I didn't know it was a dream until after I checked. But now that I've spoiled it, I had, I was thinking that the Miami Dolphins had defeated the Bills and I was all excited. I was just laying and just happy, smiling so hard that my teeth could have fell out my mouth if they weren't glued to my gums. And something had to go and bust my bubble. That's when I found out it was a dream. They're like, you want to go check that? I'm, I'm like, wait, what? No, they, they, they won like, no, I think you should open up your your iPhone, get the Safari app, and go check that. And so I did. And I learned that the Bills defeated the Dolphins 32 to 29. And my heart sank. So that being said, I really have nothing to celebrate this evening and there's nothing I want to watch. So I just come and go to therapy. How about we do that? It's a pleasure to be with you. I ask that you uh, do whatever the platform. First of all, thank you on behalf of the platform on which you've chosen to listen to this. That That is definitely awesome sauce. And if you can, now that I've placed the the microphone to my face and you're not sounding like you're I understand. I'm so sorry that you were struggling to hear me because I was sounding like I was in a wind tunnel. If you can do whatever the platform uh, needs you to do, they need certain things from you in order to make sure that this piece of business gets placed in your inbox each and every time in your newsfeed each and every time they go hot on the Internet, which is uh, we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about that down the road. Upload schedules and things of that nature. But for now, uh, we'd like for you to do that. So you can catch our uh, candlelight service. I don't like to call it a service, just a candlelight thing. You can get around with the candle and uh, we can kind of celebrate come Wednesday. When you get off work, we'll be here waiting for you 630. Be all nice and dark, at least if you live in, in the eastern side of the state united. And you can light that candle and we'll just sit here for about 30, about 30 to 40 minutes, somewhere in there. And we'll kind of do our little Christmassy thing. Cool? All right. That's Wednesday. But for now, we have Mama Bell who's going to come and play for us. And my dear granny is going to pray. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to talk about Mary today. We'll talk about Mary and her struggle. I think we... We need to look at her a little bit differently. Actually, I look at the whole book differently, if you want to be honest with you. So we'll do that in a second. Again, thank you on behalf of the platform for what you've chosen to listen. Uh, Thank you for sharing 
with your friends and family and everybody that you know needs to hear this piece of business or would like to hear this piece of business. There's a lot of folks out there in the cold. They don't know we exist. So I thank you for helping to make sure. Give us a rating on that platform that you've chosen to consume that'll get us high up on the charts on those individual platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Plus. It's not Google Plus anymore. Google Podcasts. But Google Plus was a thing. All right. Let's get, shall we get into this? I think we shall. Most gracious and all wise Father, we just thank you for this day. And as we come this morning, God, we welcome the people into our service. We welcome them and everybody that's here. We say thank you for joining us this morning. And, oh, gracious fathers, we come, we come to tell you thank you because you woke us up this morning and you start us on another beautiful day. And we're giving you all the praises, all the glory. We thank you for our strength and God. Protecting us and to be with us. We just praise you this morning, God. Father, take us through this day. And help us, oh God, to always see the goodness. See how great you are to us. See, oh God, that, oh God, how the many blessings that you have put upon us. As we look around, as we walk around, to see how great you are to us. And we just thank you this morning. We praise you and we magnify your Look down upon our pastor, God. We ask you to keep him encouraged. We ask you to strengthen him, make him ever strong, that he can lead his people, lead your people, dear God, in the way that you want us to be led, that he would just your word, God. We just thank you for him this morning. Keep him encouraged. Keep him, oh God, built up. Keep him, oh God, ever looking to you for what's coming his strength. Oh God, we just thank you this morning. We just praise you this morning. We magnify your name. And oh God, we give you all the honor, all the glory, all the praises for all you have done for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. 
We got to make sure that get on the CD. Thanks the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, we're we going to put that CD together. I have Mama Bell. I have about seven or eight good songs that I have stored away somewhere. Some of your best pieces of music. We're going we gonna to sit down, you and I, and we're going to... We gonna talk, Mama Bell. Okay. No, I'm dead serious. We gonna sit down and we gonna talk and we gonna we gonna talk about your life and your history. We gonna incorporate these pieces of music in and we gonna we gonna put it out as a as a show. And we gonna that's something we gonna work on if you wanna do that. That 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 keep us busy. Yeah, that'll keep me occupied. You know, us old folk need to stay busy. Well, you young, but us old folk need something to do. So, uh, sure do it. I appreciate yeah. the thought. I appreciate it. I sure do. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to compile some of your best music and and put that together. And we're going to have a nice little show we're going to put out next year, around about our birthday. Good. The best month. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're going to put it out around about May. Okay. Yeah, songs from Mother Bell is what we're going to call it, for Mother's Day. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So stay tuned. Well, that's next year. Let's talk about Wednesday. Uh, all of you who are did not know or need a reminder on Wednesday to get out your little candles and Light your little candles and sit around the, the Christmas night. Well, you can sit around the Christmas tree if you want to. That's your business. But uh, don't get too close to that flame. Though. But, uh, uh, but uh, sit around your coffee table or your kitchen table or what have you. Next Wednesday morning at 630, we're going to have the first virtual candlelight service. And uh, we're going to sit around, and we're going to have, I'm sure Mama Belle might pull one of those wonderful Christmas carols out. She just did. If not, we'll see what we can come up with. And we're going to read a little bit of the scriptures, and we're going to meditate over uh, the arrival of the king, and we'll do that on uh, this coming Wednesday. And then on New Year's Day, as I said, and one, we're going to do a couple things then. So uh, come to join us. We'll be Mama Bell. That'll we'll go into our uh, our third 
is it our second or our third? Yeah. Our third New Year's Day. Third year. Oh, boy. Yeah. Moving yeah. along. Yeah. Yeah. So we're heading to our third New Year's Day. And uh, that happens to come on January 1. So it'll be day one. And we're going to call it first virtual day one. And we're going to do communion that day. We're going to have a lot of fun things. We'll talk about that uh, as we get closer. And December 28th, that Wednesday, I invite you to come in or call in and hear all the good stuff that's on my brain. And we'll talk about what we're going to do moving forward and what next year is going to look like and and so forth and so on. So we ask for you to consider those in your prayers as you uh, as we move down the road. Also consider your prayers going with pray for your city. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to get involved in none of that. I'm going to just say pray for your city. Uh, on this side of the creek and on the other side of the creek, the Elizabeth River, the creek, you got one city on this side, another one on the other one, and it's almost a battle to which one's going to burn down first. And so uh, we, we we want to pray for that. And they they asked me, Mama Bell, they said, uh, I say it because I've already said it, so, you know, I've I had Elder Josephine Webb used to say, you can't say it because I've already said it. But they they asked me to come join a a black caucus meeting, and they sent me the list of the members, and I said I'd rather have Reed, Kobe, COVID, and and, and, and AIDS before I join that group. And, uh, And I looked around at some of the things that they wished to propose. And I just shook my head, and so I asked you, like I said, it's a battle between which one of these going to burn down first. He's going to be Portsmouth or Norfolk, and Norfolk's got a high running in it. And so keep all of our – keep our Negroes in prayer. Black folks need prayer around here. And uh, they – let me just say this. I, I, if I can say one thing to black people while we're going into prayer, get white folks out your brain. I ain't never seen so many black folks got so many hateful white folks, white folks minding their business, and we going down the toilet. Get them out your brain. Get yourself up. Worry about what's going on in your world. Fix your own problems. And, and you'll be surprised some of the white folks you hate actually want to help you. So we pray for this this racial hatred and tension that's going on, this white man's trying to hold me down and all this other good stuff is going on. And I'm not saying all white folks ain't bad. Some of them is crazy. We know that. But some of us is just as crazy as they are. You know, remember Ben Carson was the Secretary of Hood. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. So don't, yeah, don't blame all of it on the white man. And so we uh, we keep that in our prayers as well. Our pastor is here to pray over us. 
and he will uh, he will do that in, in just a few moments. If you have any prayer requests, please make sure to to keep those in your hearts and your heads. And at the time, the appropriate time, when he will give you, you can uh, lay those petitions out before the Lord. Also, while he's praying, we we adapted a new little tradition around here. And that tradition is you get up and walk around your house and open that china cabinet and just lay your hands on that porcelain, that, that those royal dupes with the hand-painted periwinkles. Lay your hands on them. And just look at what the Lord gave you because you know you was too broke to get that stuff. And walk around and look at Lay your hand on every brick, every window, every, every, every chair. Well, thank and, you. and when you see what the Lord, when you see what the Lord gave you, oh. and you will, Grateful. you will, you will, you will not be too upset about what you what you're lacking. So we'll do that while we're praying, my dear Pastor Booth. Most gracious God, our Father, we honor you, we praise you, we thank you for waking us up this morning, clothing us in our right mind, and giving us the activities of our limbs. We thank you, Lord God, because of, because of you we live, we move, and we have our being. Such a great God you are. As we look around, as we see the physical things that you have done, we see the couches, the chairs, we see the wall hangings, the things in our cupboards, in our refrigerator, the floors we step on and the ceilings that kept us from all elements from the outside, the roof on our homes, the bricks, the wood, the metal, the vinyl. As we look on the landscape, Lord God, we thank you for the grass, the trees, shrubberies. We thank you for the pavement for our driveways. We thank you as we look a little further, Lord God, to the street corners and we might see some uh, 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 a skyline of trees, maybe even water. We thank you, Lord God, for all that we see. We may look in the driveway, we may see a car too, Lord, thank you for that. And, but most of all, as we come into this season, as we celebrate the arrival of truth, your word, your peace, your joy, as we look at the sparkling lights, as we look at the Christmas trees, as we look at the nativity scenes, and as we look at all of that that represents and points to you, as we thank you and celebrate you as we come upon the 25th, which we celebrate that day. It's a promise that you showed to Mary as she delivers unto this earth in physical form our Savior. And now, Lord God, we thank you for that spiritual gift. We thank you for that life that you've given us through your Lord Jesus Christ, that we have this life now, that we realize, God, that it's you, Lord God. It's, it's you, God. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our deliverance. 
thank you for allowing us to have an opportunity to be your sons and your daughters. That you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. And we thank you, Lord God, because now that son has a place in our heart, in our mind, in our spirit. We thank you for the gift of your, your son. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. And as we come now as your children, as we come now, as we stretch our faith together, as we stand in the God, that we intercede for the things of this world, the people of this world, the circumstances of this world. We pray, Lord God, that you will move mightily, Lord God, upon this land. Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, for every city, Lord God, and we thank you for every county. We thank you for every region. We thank you for the inhabitants of those regions, your people, the people. And, Father, as we pray, Lord God, we pray that men and women everywhere will open up their hearts now and receive you. Yes. That they will rid themselves of everything that is not like you. Yes. Everything that has risen itself against the very knowledge of who you are, Lord God. We pray, God, that, that God, that they will come to recognize you as God. Yes, Lord, amen. So many people, Lord God, they're looking to so many things, Lord God. But we pray now, Lord God, that they will receive you in the fullness of who you are. We pray for every street corner. We pray for our neighbor homes. We pray for the house cross the street, cross town, cross the pond. We pray, Lord God, that you would just move mightily, that the people will receive your mind. He said, my peace I give unto you. And we pray, Lord God, that people will receive your peace. That in this time, in this season, where it's so prevalent, where people are taking their lives, where people are giving up on life, and that people are leaving their families and children, Lord God, we just pray, God, that they would turn to you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. And Father, we just pray, Lord God, that they will get a hold and a grip on who you are. No matter what life circumstances, Lord God, that they will look to you. And they will hold on to your promises. And they never get anything that their wish list calls for or their, their desires, Lord God. I pray, God, that they will receive and understand that you are the greater gift that ever could ever be given. Yes, Lord. Thank you. And, Father, we just pray, God, that they will open up their hearts and receive you, Lord. Yes, oh, Father, we pray, Lord God, for that person that is lying in the bed now, pillow is wet with tears, crying out, don't know which way to go. But, Father, we pray, Lord God, now that, God, your hand touch will be upon them, and, God, they'll be awakened out of their cry to know that you are there and you'll comfort them. You said, yea, though we walk through this valley, yea, though we walk through this valley, yea, though we walk through this valley, shadows of death, we will fear no evil. We will fear no evil. We will fear no evil because you, Lord God, are with us. Oh, hallelujah. And Father, we pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God. 
that the people of this world will realize that you are with us, Lord God, as we entered on this service this morning. We heard the testimony uh, slightly of Mother Bell, and, and Lord God, we thank you for the life and all that she's gone through and seen through her life journey that caused her to realize that you are God. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. Oh, God, we thank you for it. Thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for our mothers that have labored in this world and have seen many things. Their life is a story, is a legacy, is a memorial for you, Lord God. Oh, God, thank you. And as we read the pages of their life and, and experience and hear the stories of how you brought them through, you're the same God. It might not have been pretty. Every day wasn't sunshine. But we thank you, Lord God that you brought them, Lord God. Yes, you did. Lord God, we thank you for that. And we pray, Lord God, that this gospel message, Lord God, that they have depended upon, they probably don't even realize how you brought them through certain situations and circumstances. But only thing they know, they are living to testify that you are good. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. And you're worthy to be praised. Yes, you are. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, that this world will wake up and understand who you are. As our dear pastor said, that there are people who are trying to come together, but we pray, Lord God, that their efforts and their, 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 their ability to get together will be on your agenda, on your causes, for your people, Lord God. Yes, Lord. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for touching and moving upon the hearts of our leaders of this earth. Lord God, we have them for the time period in which they were elected for. But I pray, Lord God, even in that time period, God, you get the glory out of their lives. And you use them mightily for you. We pray for everyone that is sick and, Lord God, that is feeling anything in their body. Anything that's out of whack, anything that's not Father, we pray and we lift them up before you right now. Oh, healer, heal in Jesus' name. Touch the bodies of your people. Lord God, touch the bodies of your people. Touch the bodies of your people, Lord, like only you can. Touch Brother Dennis wherever he may be this morning, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will comfort and heal him and, and just allow him to be strengthened by your power. And we thank you for it. We declare it to be so according to who you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We pray for every child, Lord God, that is expecting a, a gift, Lord God, and, and, and don't have a mother, don't have a father. We pray, Lord God, that that gift that everyone will come to open on this day, the gift of life and the knowledge of who you are. Yes, yes. And we thank you for it. And we give your name the glory. At this time, we come to a time where those things that pastors uh, told us to get, 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 get in our mind and our heart, that we may come and pray and intercede. And as we pray and as we pray in silence, you never, you'll be surprised of how when you pray silently, you're praying for situations and circumstances 
and you might be praying for a circumstance of somebody here that you don't even know they're going through, but the Lord dropped it in your heart. That's the Holy Spirit. You might not never fell on the floor. You never might not have never spoken in tongues. But I want you to know that the Holy Spirit talks to you, and he is with you, and he is in you. Hallelujah. Allow this time to be led by the Spirit and pray for those things that's on your heart that he drops now. Yeah, that's God. He is dropping that in your heart that you may pray now. Let's utilize this time now. Let us pray. the man of God as he come and deliver a word to us. We pray that your presence is already on him. The oil that is already on him. May it dress us and feed us until we want no more. In Jesus' name we pray. If I can have your attention very quickly. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 Luke chapter 1 verse 26 says in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. She was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting could this be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Verse 31, now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sex with any man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. 
And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing is impossible with God. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left. This morning we're going to talk about the woman in the struggle. The woman in the struggle. over these conversations my mother and I have these chats and I explain to her uh, my Saturday night fiasco my Saturday night emotional and psychological massacre Uh, Saturday night is generally or consists of me laying under uh, a sheet somewhere with my head covered Stewing. I'm stewing over the text that I just read. Because sometimes you read the scriptures and uh, it's good to see words and kind of analyze words. What does the mean? What does appearance mean? You take the Bible and you sit it next to old Johnny Webster and you try to put together a nice little understanding. But then, when you look at the scriptures psychologically, when you look at the scriptures emotionally, and try to see and understand and compare the actions to what was happening in this period, and how would this resonate to today. I ask you for your consideration if you would take a moment to put yourself in the position. Some of you may not have to think too hard. You've been there. 
you are the product of single parents. You are or were single parents. You know what it's like to have to carry the burden of this child. And then the thing that fascinates me about this story of Mary and how it resonates to the world, one thing that was taught to me when I was young, they said, oh, you always want boys. You always want boys. You always want boys. That was bred into me. And I used to say, why you want boys for? Why you can't have a little girl? Oh, you don't want no girl. You don't want girl. You want a boy child, you want a boy dog, you want a boy rat, you want a boy mongoose. Anything you got, you want a boy. Because girls got to bring the problems to you. Boys go out and cause the problems and leave them to somebody else's house. And that didn't hit me until some time when I processed Mary. Here is a lady that even though Joseph had a lot to deal with, and we talked about that last time to get the tape, Mary had an even bigger bag to hold. Oh, Joseph, he could just go away and wash his hands of the situation and move on, but how do you hide a big old belly? That's the scariest part. For the woman, what happens when I start showing? I have never been around a pregnant woman, a pregnant woman who found herself in a sticky situation, a pregnant woman who found herself outside of the traditions of childbirth, the traditions of conception. I've never met one that didn't get around about month three or four and start getting nervous. Mama was on notice and stuff. The school was going to see one or two things. How many baggy clothes can you wear? And it's a funny thing that now you got on these jumpers that's two and three sizes too big when yesterday you was wearing halter tops and skinny jeans. Something is different now. Who was it? And it'd be one thing if we have these moments of togetherness, these moments when everybody comes around and says, regardless of what, who, or why, Let's come together. Let's make something happen. We're going to take on this child. We're going to raise this child. We're going to make sure that this mama has everything she needs. I could care less about how she got it or what happened. We're going to be a support as much as we can. But no, they go and start talking about the girl. Bell Atlantic and Verizon makes a lot of money. You should know that even society, even society has conditioned us to be devilish. It begins in how we answer the phone, K-L-N-O. 
translate oh hell. That's how you answer the phone every day, oh hell. And you go on to talk about. Did you hear she got pregnant? Mm-hmm. Show did. I bet the daddy ain't got no job. No, no, I heard he was down there pushing drugs on the corner. Yeah, because Pookie was down there with him, and Pookie said, you know how that conversation goes. Please don't make me go any further. I'm getting nauseated. So Mary, having to process when this weird dude shows up at her house. Spiritual, I know you holy. I know you've been sanctified for 50-some years now, and it is hard for you to interpret when a weird dude walks in your door. You didn't, he didn't even knock. He didn't ring the doorbell. You didn't have the opportunity to open your little ring camera and see who it was. You didn't have the opportunity to ignore him after you opened the ring camera. No, he passed by the lot, the 12 boats you got on the door, Miley Thor and Cheetah just laying there in the corner. Don't know he couldn't even hear it. Oh, you know, you turn around after you pour your tea into your royal duty, and you sitting down about to sip. Ah, she's poor. She had no royal duty. She had probably chip, chip china. And the, and the, and the inscriptions was worn off. Bless her heart. Nonetheless, you about to turn around and sit down, and hear this man sitting there looking at you. Now, the Christian thing, looking now two years later, or 2,000 years, excuse me, later as an observer, would say, oh, this was a wonderful experience, and oh, this was magical, and see what God has done. Yes, because you're looking from the outside, but I invite you to consider. If you turned around right now, and somebody was standing right in your room, you're not going to go, oh, it's a wonderful experience. You're going to go for your boyfriend, Smith and Weston. And if Smith and Weston don't work, if he get close, you might have another boyfriend, Pearly Gates. Pearly Gates is a nice collection. Somebody's going to get real holy in just a few moments. The fear that must have been in this woman. And then before you criticize or tell me that I'm butchering the Bible, let me explain to you why I have this train of thought. Because even in the text, Mary goes, I'm troubled. What kind of greeting is that? You just pop up in my house and talk about the Lord is with you? Hallelujah, blessed God are you talking about? And then Mary has to say, the Lord has found favor upon you. And you will, didn't ask her. She was not asked. She was told. 
Now, this is significant because in the conflicts that we have today, in the struggle that we have today over women's rights, over women's possession of their own bodies, this is the level that our leaders, our our friends on the evangelical side, our friends of significant love the toy. Well, if God can tell Mary what to do, we can tell you what to do. No, you can't. She came down, the angel did, he was a she, excuse me. Let me not gender redefine him. He came down and he told Mary what was going to happen. But let me fast forward to the text, to the end of the argument or the discussion. Even though she came down or he came down, stop trying to gender change him, Gabriel came down, that'll help us, and discussed with Mary what was going to happen. Number one, it was a discussion because he didn't have to come down and talk to her. He could have just did it and not even said nothing. But he came down and he discussed it. And then, as I love to say, the Bible is very strategic. It has everything in it that you need to make a story make sense. If it was not there, it's because it did not deem important. The scripture argues on occasion that there's so many different things that happen within the scriptural period that there would not be room enough to put all that stuff in there. So the Bible is very strategic. So anytime you see something, you put it a significance. Why do I say that? Because I'm going to conclude and bottom line this argument. But Gabriel came down and discussed with Mary, but Mary decided that she was going to be okay with it. That's the part my evangelical brothers and sisters are missing. Mary made the choice. And Mary said, let it be with me. I'm okay with it. I will do it. It was her decision. The spirit did not force himself on her. It was a consultation. Gabriel comes down and he says, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. Well, Mary said, how is this going to be? We'll get back to that in a second. I'll save that for the end. I don't want to hurt the virgin ears. Some of y'all can't deal with sex. I understand. See, how can this be? And he said, well, the Holy Spirit going to come upon you. He's going to do this, and, and he's going to do that, and then this is going to happen. And then afterwards, after the consultation, after the meeting, my brothers and sisters from the evangelical community who want to tell people what to do with their body, after the meeting, after Mary agreed, Gabriel got up, got his angelic hat and coat, and walked out. And when he walked out after everything had been agreed upon, after Mary had proverbially signed on the dotted line, then the Spirit came upon him. That is significant. Because in some situations, at least in our time period, I've heard arguments 
Well, we can't abort babies. Life begins at conception. It's, it's not the woman's choice. She should not have a say in the matter. This is God's thing. And it's a funny thing how the person who are making these loud claims are not the one who has I'm not going to wake up tomorrow morning with morning sickness. I'm not going to have wear very weird urges and cravings. My feet ain't going to hurt. My bunions ain't going to call out for support. I'm not going to have struggles getting up and getting down, having to lay in a certain position all night and all day. Ain't nothing going to kick me from one side, as they would say, kick me asunder. But I like the fact that Gabriel, at the orders of his father, his master, however you want to put that, at the order of the creator, let's just put that there and we can keep Bosch all the, all the other titles. Gabriel, at the orders of God, was sent down to make sure Mary understood. Make sure that Mary, that may be beyond your understanding, but I ain't asked you. To make sure that Mary understood what was going on. Understood. A, that the angel and God understood. Fear not, Mary. The Lord is with you. What does that say? What that says is, Mary, I know everything that's going to happen to you. And not only am I going to do this to you, but I'm going to protect you in the process. You're going to have this this problem, this challenge, if you will. You're going to find yourself in a very uncomfortable situation. Folk going to look at you funny. But I got you back, Mary. And no matter what they do, I'm going to protect you. I believe with all my heart and soul and mind and strength, and I put my head on the chopping block, and you still won't convince me. If we gather around these young ladies that find themselves, particularly the ones that are victimized, the ones who are products of rape, products of forceful sexual activity, Products of drunken activity. One in three women are pregnant because somebody got them too drunk and they didn't know what they were doing. We saw a couple years ago the story of Bill Cosby. Whether it was right or wrong, who knows. But the argument was that Bill Cosby was in order to get these women into sexual activities, into sexual positions, 
into moments of pleasure, he was slipping them a little quaaludes, a little drugs, loosen them up a little bit, get them all loosey-goosey. Jamie Foxx, if you want to go to him and listen to his music, I, I don't know if, if you can take too much of it. But if you want to for research purposes, Jamie Foxx got in there, one of those songs he got, and he, after everything was all over, he told him, don't blame me, blame alcohol. Got a little bit too crunk, a little bit too much juice. Put it on down and got a little loose. That sounds a little violating, don't it? I move on. Even for me, that sounds violating. Putting people in positions, getting folks into a a mindset. I was having a conversation yesterday with with one of the leaders and. And uh, sometimes I don't know why I do this to myself, but I do it anyway. And uh, we had a healthy conversation, Mama Bell. Healthy conversation to the end. We'll talk about that in our private moment. But healthy conversation. And uh, we were talking about the Granby Street life and the night life in particular. And one of the things this particular leader brought up, actually several of them I talked to, come to think of it, we had this discussion. But one of them, which I really enjoyed the conversation all the way through, so let me just talk about that one and leave the other ones alone in case some slip out I don't want on national air. I was talking to... Uh, to this lady, and she's one of our leaders up there in the state delegate. You'll hear about her as we get towards the elections next year. And she was explaining to me about nightlife and how it's being judged and how it's being uh, monitored, how it's being so forth and so on. And sometime down the road, we'll definitely have that discussion in detail. I would love to share it with you if you don't mind. But for our moment together, I would like to focus on one particular part of that conversation. She said, one thing I can tell you about some of the restaurants downtown. She mentioned one. Mr. Brothers is down there. had on his door certain criteria that will not come into his restaurant. Mr. Brothers teaches, she said, that certain garments set an atmosphere for certain activities. If I can see the crack of your behind, I already know what time it is. If your dress is so tight, that it wraps up around your nipples and they pop out in the day of the night, I can tell what time it is. If the men come in with pants so baggy that they're hanging down below right about the cry, I can tell in the corner of the club what time it is. 
Girls come in, dress shorts and the pants low. You know what's tend to go down up there in the corner in the dark hole where the cameras ain't. So the ladies have to come in not with high dresses on. The gentlemen have to come in with pants that are heavily secured, that it would take something to undo. Because he knows what time it is. And these brothers come in and they, they manipulate the women. I've been to college. Everybody's been to college. They tell the girl what to wear because they want to know what time it is. What we wearing tonight, baby? Well, put on one of them short numbers. The ones that come right, right up there. Because all she got to do is ride it up two inches. I'm sorry, you can't handle this. The moral of the story, knowing all of these things that happen, all of these manipulating tactics, the angel came in and made sure, and I have to put emphasis on this, that Mary did not feel manipulated, that she knew she was a part of the discussion. That's why the angel allowed her to ask questions. And the angel properly answered those questions to make sure that this was a productive consultation. I can't say that enough. Think about what would happen if somebody sat you down, if your husband sat you down, and y'all really talked about childbirth and having kids. I read a study that said 97% of parents in the black neighborhood do not have discussions. But the 3% that do, the 3% where the mother and the father, where they sit down, where they plan this opportunity, where they plan this moment, where they make sure that everybody knows what's going to happen. And it is an, an opportunity that is well prepared for. I can't say that enough. Most families succeed when they're all all in. You don't find parents that when they get mad, they say, Lord, you was a mistake. When they get tired, they say, Lord, this boy remind me never go to club at night because I went to club, messed up, got him. The bitterness of childbirth happening unprepared. Mary was not in that predicament. And then he said something else, too, that I want to put into your ear for consideration. He said, not only are you going through this situation, but your cousin, go talk to her. Because y'all can help each other. 
she's been going through a little bit longer than you. So she's got a little bit of experience that you don't have. She can be your mentor. She can be your partner. And it's not in our text, but when you get down to where Mary and Elizabeth meet, and I wanted to add this in, but I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to get to it. You know, preacher's creed, don't put more on the plate you can deal with. But when you get down, the babies inside of Mary and Elizabeth's leap, and some theologians argue that was a sign of connection, that was a sign of partnership that even the babies had identified that this was a union, Mary and Elizabeth, that had to fight together. What would happen if we got our young parents together? You know something I never saw in the black church? I'm not saying it wasn't there. Maybe the most sophisticated ones had it, but not no storefront. You know, we never had, we had no pregnant woman, and we never had a single pregnancy class. All them women came in there pregnant. Never one of them ever went to a Namaj class. Why we didn't teach that in church? Why didn't grandmama and auntie and all the senior mamas get together? And I know some of you are going to say the Hellcats didn't want to do nothing with me. All right, that's fine. But what happens? What happens if they had got together? And they would have taught them, you're going to need this. This is how you prepare the bottle. This is how you warm the milk. This is how you hold the baby. Don't hold. If you hold them a certain way, they're going to pull your stuff off. Don't hold them like that. You don't want, you're going to be in more pain than you want to be in. Hold his head like this and, 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 and make sure you, you, you hold him with your elbow right there and then keep his head balanced so he'll pull your stuff down. What is how many abortions for all my brothers and sisters who tell me that we need to go against abortions? How many abortions would we not have if we put more emphasis on supporting a single parent commission in every church, a single child commission in every church, Going back to Joseph a little bit, and then I'm going to get out your hair. I thank you so much for your time. What the angel went to Joseph and said, listen, we and me and Mary, God and Mary, should I say, because I ain't got to do it. I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot me. God and Mary got this thing going on, and... and but she's going to be down here on earth. She's going to be a single mom and all by, by standards of society, if you want to think about it. So what I need you to do, Joseph, but I need you to come alongside and, and help her. What would have happened? And we talked last Sunday about the stepfather and how supportive and important he is to the family in the modern era. But what about our brothers? 
that go out and find these mamas that don't have these boys that don't have any mentors, and they say, come on over here, I'm going to pull you in my family. How many parents do you think would be able to survive? How less of a struggle do you think it would be? I'm going to take them out and teach them how to fish. I'm going to take them out and teach them how to work on cars. I'm going to take them out and teach them how to count some money. I'm going to take them out and teach them how to do a little something, something in the streets that's going to help them. These are the, the, the things that the Spirit came down and put in place for Mary. Not only did he tell Mary that she was protected from God, but she sent Elizabeth. He sent Elizabeth to support her as a veteran mother, and then had Joseph to support her as a father figure. And now Mary was shielded. I believe, as Brother Dennis is going to come to pray, we're glad that he made it with us. Glad he's all right. Brother Dennis is going to come to pray for us in a minute. And when he does... I ask you to consider, instead of going to these meetings, cussing about and being all pro-life and life begins at conception, all these other dumb arguments we got going on around here because it's lucrative, what if we looked at our young mothers the way that Mary was set up? Because regardless of what happened, you said, I'm talking to my evangelicals, that life begins at conception and God creates life. So in that thing, I can have all the sex I want. And I know some women and boys that break past having sex and can't get pregnant. That baby, God put that baby in there. That's what you say. Life begins with God. I'm not going to the Bible. I'm talking about what you said. So since you said that life begins with God, it doesn't matter what the woman did. God put the baby in. So since this is a God thing, we override. He takes the stupid things to confine wise wisdom. Gather around these young mothers. I challenge churches to take on these young mothers. I challenge mamas to take on these young mamas. Encourage them. I see grandmama on the corner when she's out there doing the, the crossing guard bit, and the young mamas come up and, and she says, get the coat up like that because you, you catch pneumonia. Put the hat on right there. I had to go somewhere, and I was at my mama's house, and bless her heart, she held me up about 10 minutes, and she had to run down the street after a baby and wrap, wrap your head around there. Put, put this wrap your head around there, because, see, when the baby's born, the head, the, the cold is at the top of her head, and you don't want the baby. And the mama just sat there, young mama, and let my dear mother talk to her and teach her. 
Oh, how many problems we would lack if more mamas and grandmamas did that. Our focus is Mary. Not as the great leader of the Catholic Church, not as the one we pray to, but as a model for how we take care of our mothers, our young mothers. Let that be our prayer today. Brother Dan. Let's pray. Lord and Father God, we just want to thank you for the opportunity to get together and, and uh, celebrate and prepare ourselves and to understand what Mary went through. But not just Mary, but what all mothers go through, what they have to face, whether be uh, with support or non-support. We just want to be uh, who you want us to be. We need to support these ladies, and let's do it. You know, uh, it, it's important because you never know if you touch uh, a lady's life, a, a new a new mom's life, what that means to them and how it uh, uh, changes their attitude. Lord, Father, we just thank you. We just thank you as we prepare for the celebration of the birth of your son. We thank you for Mary and what she did for us. We thank you for Joseph and his ability to stand up to whatever he had to face uh, with with his wife, with with what she was going through. We thank you that Mary was uh, resilient enough to just to reach out and, and to protect herself and to protect that unborn child that she carried. That she looked for help and, and consultation with her with, with Elizabeth Elizabeth was there to give it to her you know sometimes we're not there to give it to her. these ladies that are in uh, the, the new way we call it you know that they were expecting what were they what are they expecting think about that what was Mary expecting wow wasn't that amazing anyway Lord we thank you again for for what you do for us, the way you watch out for us, the way you put your hand on us, the way you give us the words to say, be able to talk and to spread the word, spread the good news about Jesus and about salvation. Lord, just keep us safe and bring us back together that we may celebrate, celebrate with you and ourselves this special, special time of year, the birth of your son. Lord, we thank you again. We thank you. We bless you. We just ask you, ask you to love us the way you always do, that we may love other people the way you teach us to. We just ask you to do that for us. Give us that strength that we need, not only to the pregnant ladies, but maybe to our own family members that need that special touch. This time of year, you have that opportunity. Think about that. Lord, we thank you once again. We just ask you to be with us, watch over us, guide us because we love you and we adore you in your holy name we pray amen and amen god bless have a great week